It's good. Very good. Very good. It's good. It's good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, where we discuss the spirit of Kentucky. My name's Perry. Thank you guys so much for being here with me and Marv, the uh, <laughs> adopted dog of the, the I guess show. so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's hanging out with us. Um, I got Curtis with me tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening. It's the night. It's the evening. Yeah, it's night for us. Yeah. yeah it's um, and we're welcoming a very special guest with us on the show tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Leonard. Of Knoxville, Tennessee. I very nearly said Knoxville, Kentucky. I just want to go ahead and, <laughs> <laughs> and throw that out there and realize that I was very wrong with that that statement. But anyway, Matt, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, you're man. Very, you're very welcome. Um, so we are going to be chatting some with Matt about mixology and cocktail crafting, which is basically just me saying synonyms <laughs> back, back to back. Um, but we're going to have a, a really good time uh, with this episode, I think. Uh, and to kick things off as our first pour, we're going to be uh, trying just some regular old blends. And the reason because just, some regular, old just some regular old blends, nothing special, just, you know, it is what it is. And the reason that we're doing this is because um, Matt brought a pick. Uh, from his bar, which is the Peter Kern Library. That's correct. Out in um, out in Knoxville um, of Blanton's. Um, so I just wanted to kind of prep our palates uh, for something different by trying something somewhat familiar. Um, so, oh, which one did I pour? Oh, there we go. Never mind. And that should be about even... Kurt's not driving, so I'll give him a little bit more. <laughs> well, thank you. Perry. Hey, you're welcome. I want to point you're so out. Kind. I try. I try. So I want to point out, by the way, that I brought um, airplane bottles of Blanton's. And aren't these little corks just the cutest thing? Dude, the whole thing. <laughs> the bottles no, in I general. Just, I yeah. love that. I love that they're so tiny and like, you know, for anybody who's uh, you know knows Blanton's bottles, the corks have. Uh, the jockey with the horse and little letters on them too, but do they have little letters? Not these, not yeah, the not the airplane say, bottles, like, but the big ones. Do. No, the big yeah, ones uh, do. What's the that. what's the letter on that one? We have an A today. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. I haven't seen fantastic. an A. Fantastic. I love A's. A's A's are always A's are always better than the N's and you or know. the B's, the yes. B's or the L's yeah. or the or T's or S's or T's. Yes, there's also exactly. an S in there. <laughs> anyway, okay. You know what's funny about that? Just this will be really quick. So when I went to. <laughs> when I went to Buffalo Trace, uh, I had Freddie. Uh, oh, you did have Freddie. Yeah, I had Freddie. Jealous. As, yeah, he's awesome. The coolest dude ever. And um, and for those who don't know Freddie, Freddie's like third generation uh, who has been working for Buffalo Trace. And like his great grandpa helped like create it and all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he was working in, in the warehouses and stuff. Yeah. But, like, he yeah. helped with the creation and things like that. Um, anyway, 
he said that some people actually like call in and they go, "Hey, I'm really looking for just the in." And he goes, "Well, we don't. <laughs> That's not how we do things." And they're like, "Well, I swear that the ins are better. They're always better." Then what? And then the, then then the, the bottles with Well, she thought that it was the letters. And he's like, oh, I think you might have just gotten like two of the same barrel <laughs> rather than the letter that we put the cork in. But that's just anyway. It was that's a really so funny, funny though. Story. Yeah. I love that people go. Yeah, this is definitely what it what it is. This, <laughs> yeah. this makes perfect sense. What, yeah. Go ahead. Well, what's even crazier is like people collect like each of the letters because, you know, by the time that you get done, it spells Blanton's out. Yeah. Yep. And I think. I think that this there's so there's two ends in Blanton's and the other end looks different than the other one. It does. And yes. we had these ladies come into the bar one night and they were really serious about trying to find like the second end. And they're like, we can't we never can we find it. it. Yeah. So we were like, well, you know, we have a barrel as they knew and uh, we, we keep all the tops. So like we pulled out like all of these like giant store and pours of like Blanton's tops That's awesome. and found them for them. And nice. They were super nice. pumped. So, so let's uh, go ahead and take a good, good whiff of this here Blanton single barrel. Are you getting much on the nose? No, no, I'm not I either. I want to say it's, it's because strange. it's like, this, but these tiny bottles? Be, it shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. that. Like, as we just got done talking about <coughs> the letters. <laughs> and we're, Sorry, I just got a little bit of like the, the heat straight up on the nose. Does it usually it, smell like this? No. I don't think the nose ever smells no. like this. I don't know. Maybe we just got a bad uh, couple of airplane bottles. Yeah. I don't hmm. know. I'm still getting a little bit of like... Uh, Caramel and vanilla, but nothing, nothing terribly aggressive. I guess no. aggressive is not the right word, but I just mean like it's not very, it's just not very substantial. I mean, what do you think? Maybe a little vanilla, yeah, um, corny, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it smells like it bourbon. Smells corny. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, but like, I just remember the last time I had Blanton's. Being more significant than yeah, this? more significant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Well, let's take a sip and see if the palate lives up to the lack of nose. I would say in this case, the palate is definitely definitely better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some of the heat that I was getting on the nose is kind of sticking around mm. um, on the palate, but not so much so that it's kind of overpowering or everything or anything. It's 93 proof. It's not like it's going to be, you know, aggressive. Yeah. But I still maintain my theory that I presented last week of uh, maybe adding water to to bourbon messes with the the proof of it and and makes it hotter. Yeah. But. I would agree. I don't know. I don't know. Put some water in it. Put some water. Try it. I don't know. I'm not overly impressed with it this time. I've had Blanton's so many times before, and I've always been like, yeah, this is pretty good, but this time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, consensus? Should we move on to something else? (laughs) I think that's my consensus. Is like, like, I like Blanton's. Yeah, I do too. But this doesn't, this seems different. I think we we got a bad barrel. 
I really think think that uh, something was off with this one. Now, like I said, we have um, 375s of it. Or no, excuse me, we have 50 50 50 milliliters. Um, But I would bet that it comes from the... uh, the same barrel because i mean it was you know in the store at the same time but i don't know i Maybe. couldn't imagine them like sourcing like a bad batch in like airplane bottles like that that just you know I, you would hope not right. but i i mean it but i guess if you got to get rid of it i mean yeah, i'm not, exactly. yeah. I'm not <laughs> exactly. trying to say that like you yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah but i don't know man i don't know well let's i mean uh, do you think it i think it's good i don't think that you don't think it's as bad as we're making it out to be? Is it just different? I think maybe just different. Yeah. 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 It has a little bit of funk to it, too. And now that it's starting to sit here and open up, uh, Marv's whining at us. Um, but uh, on the note of the bourbon, as it's sitting here and opening up, I think that some of what I expect from Blanton's is coming through, but it's just not... Something's lacking with this. Something it something is wrong. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Those falling flat for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I, I usually go, hey, you should really try Blanton's because it's usually pretty good. But like based on this experience, I'm just kind of like, Meh. yeah. Meh. Know what I'm really excited for? This pick. Yeah, let's that check pick. out. Let's okay. check out this pick. Why don't we? So as I said before, Matt is from uh, Peter Kern Library in um, Knoxville, Tennessee. So Matt, as you are opening this bottle, why don't you tell us a little bit about Peter Kern? So we are a pre-prohibition style cocktail bar. Uh, we also double as a nationally ranked bourbon bar. We're in the top 75 bourbon bars in the United States of America. I think we need to visit? You guys should totally <laughs> visit. Everybody should come out and hang out. Um, we have a library theme bar. That's uh, awesome. So I love libraries. All so. of our all of our cocktails that we've came up with are named after different literary characters. Huh. So as you thumb through the encyclopedia that is our menu, the first three pages are cocktails we've collectively came up with, and you have all kinds of different characters from Daisy Buchanan to from the Great Gatsby to Fantastic. We used to have um, I don't know. We still have the Piter de Vry, which is from Dune. So like, okay, it's I've actually never read or seen Dune. <laughs> Me it's yeah, like super either. deep yeah. sci-fi. I was but just gonna go along with you to be polite, yeah. but <laughs> I, was, I was nodding my head like, oh yes, well, yeah, yeah totally Dune. Know. I totally know. Dune, Everybody knows Dune. Yes. Now, have you had this pick before of Blanton's? I have had the pick. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to go on the trip that seventy-five percent of the company went on. <laughs> I got left well, to work because at the time I was the newest guy on the block, so. Well, I'm super excited for this, then. Um, I'm actually going on a uh, Buffalo Trace pick on Friday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, nice. I think you just gave your glass of your glass away to Kurt there, Matt. Sorry, guys. I'm a, I'm a bartender. <laughs> I try to be polite. You're a noob. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not. Okay, well, the nose is certainly a lot better. Kurt, did you just lean into my glass to get a sniff? <laughs> is that what you just did? I did, I did a little bit of... <laughs> Saw that. I, I would was like, like to oh, smell felt, that. <laughs> like for a second, I felt really rude that I didn't like offer you offer any to you, and then I was like, no, wait, this is my glass. The nose is really fruity. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. get a lot of fruit on the nose. 
this is what I want. See? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I want. This is what we were aiming for. Yeah, exactly. Is there some honey on the nose, too? I could see honey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the, like, the sugary sweetness of it that might come from the barrel, but... Yeah. Honey and... Uh, Tanner said this, uh, which I've never used it, but... Hibiscus. Hibiscus. Oh, hibiscus. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so specific, but I totally, I totally get <laughs> but that. It, you can no, I totally right? get it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, in honor of having Matt in town. For sure. Cheers. Cheers. Guys, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for welcome, having me. Welcome to the podcast and to the bar. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> so much better. Man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, from like mouthfeel to like flavor, like to richness, to like yeah. to so much. Golly, yeah. man. Oh, that's so good. Mm. I will say that, like, I, I think, though, that like I actually don't like the mouthfeel on this as much. I think the mouthfeel is a little bit thin. Um, it does coat the tongue super well. But I think that like and it, it's probably a, a, a factor of proof in that it doesn't, um, you know, push itself all the way through in, in terms of, like, tongue coatingness. You don't get all those tannins <laughs> that you would if it was yeah, a little exactly. higher. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I think that it, it does a much better job of being just a more pleasing bourbon. I just think this is... This is I mean, I, I, I like this better than the the one we just had for sure and maybe we just had a bad single barrel but true either way what do you think kurt i mean i think i mean this this is just it's so much better than what what i what i just had yeah that's (laughs) what i can't like i can't put into words i'm like man what we just had was like fell flat of everything i wanted and uh and this one just really the nose you get all the caramel the floral the you know the hibiscus, all of that. It smells really the, good. The floralness of it really does shine yeah. through. I think. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that there's a whole lot of barrel influence necessarily. Um, like I don't, I don't smell much like oakiness. Um, but, but I, no, that's, I mean, that's but not to the detriment sitting at of 93 it. proof. Like you're probably sure you're not going to mm-hmm. get a ton of it. Sure, anyway. and that's not to the detriment of the bourbon either. I think that it's you know it stands very well on its own, regardless of whether or not you can smell any kind of oak oak flavor. Yeah, on it, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. Um, I don't know. Go to Peter Kern Library in Knoxville, Tennessee, For and sure. uh, check out this pick. Do you mind if I look the at the finish? Bottom? Yeah, please. Yeah. Finish, Kurt. What were you saying? Yeah, the finish is like silky smooth. I love it. Dumped on October nineteenth, uh, twenty seventeen. For anybody who cares. And I think on the finish, <laughs> you start to get more of those barrel notes. I think that's where yeah, I, start I think to so too. Start to taste it. And and on the back end of, um, I always like to split up the palate into three different sections, like front, middle, and and back. And I think on the back end is where. I start to get a lot of the sugary honey notes on it too, um, and and that kind of evaporates into the finish mm. as well. But I'm thoroughly impressed. Nice, y'all y'all did a good job with this one. It's funny that you pick out so much honey because we did a um, a Sazerac cocktail class where you paid X amount of dollars and you showed up to Peter Kern Library 
and Kevin, our head librarian, and myself, uh, we put on a cocktail class where you walked in the door and the first thing that you got was a Blanton's Gold Rush. So two ounces of Blanton's, uh, three quarters ounce of lemon, and three quarters ounce of honey syrup. Huh. We use like clover honey one to one ratio with hot water. That sounds awesome. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, try that. For sure. Every, yeah. Everybody we, came in and they were like, what? This is how it starts. More? We yeah. might have to make that ourselves sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hmm. That is interesting that we we got the honey from just the pig, but also. Mm-hmm. So, what's going on with the pallets then down at uh, Peter Kern Library? Well, they, uh, <laughs> they're real big on the honey there. Yeah. All right. Well. Fair enough. I dig it. How many cocktails have honey in? <laughs> you know, honey Every menu. single one. Every single one. Out of the thirty, uh, <laughs> not a hundred percent. So that was a very like politician's answer. It wasn't it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very good. Like, very well thought out on the fly. <laughs> well, it's some, but not all, but definitely not none. Yes. Yeah. So I so guess you're just going to have to find out Neither here yourself. nor there. Yeah, exactly. But in between, but not in between. So uh, we're just going to see. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. So before we, uh, before we get into really talking with Matt, i got to ask you guys what you've been drinking recently. Hmm. And Kurt, um, because you Kurt's are a, good. You're a veteran of the show, so you get to answer first. All right. Well, Kurt's had a good, like, bourbon hunting and just like yes, Kurt just has. an all all around sort of what I've been drinking. Yeah. So I recently, so I left my number with a liquor store, and they ended up calling me because I was looking for Weller when I first went in. This was like a month ago, and so I walked, so I walked in, left my number, and then they called me last Friday and were like, "Hey, we got Weller twelve. You want it? Well, duh." <laughs> So I went and got it. Why not? Yeah. So I went and got that, and then I just was, like, messing around. I just wanted to see what what all I could find at just other different places. So I ended up picking up the Weller 12, but also the barrel pick that uh, that same liquor store uh, had that they had just gotten. And uh, if I remember right, he said it was a 13-year, 120-proof. Nice. It was just really good. That's fantastic. Which I'm interested to try to see if it compares to yours a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, um, you know, we might we might uh, do it a little side-by-side side a little bit later on in the show because I did actually bring uh, my pick of Knob Creek. That Which was not planned. Did. We didn't plan that. No, did not plan no. that at all. So, you know what? I like to do things on the fly, so there's a good chance that that's actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to my local Rite Aid store, which is just down the street. And I like walked across in. the street, practically. Yeah, pretty you. much. And I, I walked in not expecting anything. I was picking up daiquiris for the pool that I, <laughs> me and my girlfriend were going to the pool that day. And I started looking around. And I was like, ah, we'll see what they have. Probably nothing. And then I looked in the front, and they had Weller just special. It was just Weller Special Reserve. Still, but, though. Yeah. Still. But they had, like, two 175s and, like, three-fifths of it. So I was like how often do you guys get this? And they're like, oh, we don't, this is like every four or five months. And I was like, yeah, just go ahead. Nice. Just go ahead and give me yeah. that. I'll get it. <laughs> yeah. And that was what, like $30 to 30 bucks. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, and the Weller 12 was 32. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Man. Yeah. Not going to pay a hundred dollars. No, Kurt had a, Kurt had a good yeah. little, uh, hunting, hunting spree. Yes. And that's recently. all I got. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Maybe I should move to Kentucky. 
<laughs> Maybe so. Well, unfortunately, Maybe. you're moving from uh, Knoxville to Nashville. Right, so, yeah. But uh, I, I was saying to, to Matt earlier, we were having a couple of drinks at uh, OBC in Lexington, um, which if you've never been to Lexington or never been to OBC before, I, I talk about it all the time, but you definitely need to go and check them out. Um, my favorite bourbon bar in, in Lexington by far. Yeah. Um, best selection. Well, I'm pretty much like specifically to bourbon too. Sure, like all, every other sure. place doesn't really have. No, no. But we were we were talking about um, Nashville's burgeoning bourbon scene, and they're really starting to um, take a hold of bourbon and and make it their own, and and are enjoying um, hmm. that culture. See, which I hadn't too. heard that. Yeah, like could you go into like a little more of how it's like progressed and. Well, he's not actually been in Nashville very well. Long, yeah, I'm just like, meaning like I guess in Tennessee in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely talk about Tennessee's more um, of the bourbon scene, like than that. journey, journey, not necessarily just with bourbon, but with whiskey too, because like they had the the Tennessee whiskey um, trail open recently too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which. Like even though I work in the industry, like I still have not heard a lot about the Tennessee whiskey trail. If I'm being completely honest, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we tried. Yeah. Um, but well, you guys have a big bourbon library. We and, do. Yeah. 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 So I mean, that, that's a. I think that's a big thing too. It's like just to show that bourbon's not just a Kentucky commodity. I mean, it really is expanding. I mean, that's a, you know, of course, a product of. The boom, and I almost said boom at the same time that thunder. Thunder just boom. Hit. Did yeah. you hear that? Uh, yeah. Um, as the as the bourbon boom is hitting, you know, it's not just a Kentucky thing. I mean, it is going pretty much nationwide, all the way to globally. Yeah. Too, but you know, I think that people are really trying to grasp onto that, mm. regardless of whether or not it's bourbon. You know, I mean, people like the the Tennessee Tennessee ugh, Tennessee <laughs> is what I said originally. Yeah. The Tennessee whiskey trail. I mean, that's definitely a product of the idea of trying to make something cool out of... Oh, what's wrong, Marv? Um, Nobody's paying attention to him. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it is part of the boom, but it also is... You don't get bourbon. Um, you know, just that expansion of the field and everything. Yeah. Too, it's, but. it's really funny. We get... Um, so I would say a good portion of our guests that we have at Peter Kern Library are people coming in from out of town, like, on business. Because okay. we are, like, a boutique hotel, and then, of course, everybody in the area is like, oh, if you like to drink, this is the place to go. Sure, yeah. So we get people from all over the world all the time, and Knoxville has had this really interesting uh, amount of growth in the last, really, even two years, but I would say on, on a larger scale, five. Um, and a lot of it is based off of uh, Blackberry Farm in Walden, Tennessee. The chefs out there are absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of talent coming out of there. And then a lot of those guys that have been there have now went and opened their own restaurants. So there's a lot of really awesome places to go and have food. And then we're and then, right in the epicenter of that. So, But people come in all the time and they say, you know, hey, I'm in bourbon country now show me a bourbon or, Hey, this is Tennessee. I want to drink some Tennessee whiskey. And people are super excited <laughs> about it from, you know, if that, if they're from California or Montana or really? Germany, even like, you know, it, it's, it's really crazy just how excited people are about bourbon. Who and are these people going yeah. bourbon is synonymous with Tennessee though. 
you know, like who well, are, who are mean, these people? We I need, think to, we need gets, to talk to them. Yeah, well, I think it just gets <laughs> lumped in, you know. No, I understand it. It is all the the same region. Everyone just. Everything. Well, I think people who don't really know a ton about bourbon or whiskey. They, I mean, they don't know the differentiation sure. between right. it, so they're just like. Ah, that bourbon stuff. That's or that good. rye bourbon. I've heard a lot about, oh. like, I don't really like <laughs> no. those rye bourbons. Oh, yeah. No. I, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that. Yeah, and it's just <sighs> yeah. because they don't know. But it's funny because it's like they hear somebody say something about it, and they're like, oh, I want to get into that. Hmm. And so then they try, then they start to get into it, and then it's just the education yeah, process. It is. I it, mean, yeah. it totally is. But it just kind of... It makes me roll my eyes a little bit, which is super snobby of me, but it does. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all if, right. If Tanner were here, yeah, he'd be all like, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, before we move on to our next pour, I got to ask Matt, too, what you've been drinking recently. So, like you said earlier, I am moving. Yes. So, I'm trying to clear out my home bar. <laughs> so, it's been like an assortment of things. Like last night, I, uh, I, I picked up this Blanton's. Um, and still had it closed, and I was like, "Well, we're drinking it tomorrow." Like, I kind of want to drink it now, just because we're drinking it tomorrow. But hey, man, go ahead. I ended up having, um, I ended up having like a Weller Special Reserve, um, and killed the bottle of that. So like, nice. just slowly, like <laughs> one bottle at a time. Like, oh, that's got like a little bit in it. Like, yeah. I'm gonna work that out. Um, but if we, I came across two bottles at Peter Kern of uh, Michter's 10-year single barrel nice. that we've just been sitting on for years that really? have just been sitting in the cage. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody just like... Nobody. Nobody's doing anything with it. And I was like, hey, what are we doing with this? Matt, why didn't you bring it? <laughs> <laughs> Michter's 10 is one of my favorite bourbons. <laughs> I love it too. It's so good, I, I get I've had like, it, so... Oh, dude, okay, I have a sample I've been from, looking all over for it. It's so hard it. to find. I mean, yeah. I just can't find it. I have it, a sample though. from last year that I'll, I'll okay. bring and share with you. That's nice. The the one that I've been drinking on, it's like double bubble bubble gum. Like, mm. you know when you unroll the that like weird wad of bubble gum and you and like get smell. that like powder that pops out? Yep. Yeah. It tastes just like that <laughs> smell. Like <laughs> it's awesome. so great. That's awesome. Um, real quick before we move on to our next pour. Um, what I've been drinking recently, um, I've of course been drinking more of that uh bookers we had last week. Yes. Um I also recently got um, these 200 mil bottles um, of it. There, there were four different ones. There was a very old Barton six year, an age stated old Taylor, which was six years as well, um, an old granddad bottled and bond, and mm. a Heaven Hill bottled and bond as well. Those four are not made in 200 mils anymore. And the Heaven Hill was from, at the latest, 2010. And then everything else was pre-2010. Nice. Nice. Um, and that Heaven Hill was just exceptional. And I put it up against the... I, I just poured some of the um, Heaven Hill bottled and bond six-year for us, too, to try next. Um, and I'll explain why in a second. Excuse me. Um, but it easily, it easily blew this out of the water. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was really different. And I kind of wonder how old it actually is. Um, I wish I had a little bit more information on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
we we'll have it on the show sometime soon because gotcha. I have I have those other bottles as well um, that I want to just kind of run through and, and check out together. But anyway, yeah. so um, the reason I poured this Heaven Hill bottle in a bond is because I if I'm mixing bourbon. And we had this discussion earlier too, Matt. Um, if I'm mixing bourbon, I don't want to go below a hundred proof. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, your idea, your ideal then is going to be a bottle and a bond product, because of course they're all going to be hundred proof. But wait, is that what bottle and bond is? It is. Curtis, <laughs> welcome to this is my bourbon podcast. Oh my god! I'm so happy that you're here. Wow! Did you know it also has to be four years old? No. Did you know that it has to be distilled in one single distilling season? What? With one distiller? Wait. Anyway, oh. so um, <laughs> <laughs> under government uh, supervision. So under good. government supervision. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Gee whiz! Sorry, I had it and then I lost it very yeah. quickly. There. Hey, um, we're all about the education here. So yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. So. I, I tend to mix if I mix anything. And I normally just drink bourbon neat. I mean, I, there, there isn't a whole lot of cocktail mixing that goes on at my house. Um, I prefer Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond. It's cheap. It's, you know, going to present those bourbon flavors that you want, maybe in a, a, a spirit-forward cocktail. Um, high proof, of course. Yeah. Higher proof, rather. Um, and I just like this bourbon. I mean, like we've talked about it so many times on the show before. I just really like this bourbon. It's kind of a go-to for me. Um, I mean, the nose is really good. It's super sweet. Super sweet. Yeah. I get a lot of like more darker notes, though. Yeah. Like more of a chocolatey sweet. Oh, yeah, mm. for sure. And like a dark berry. Yeah. Kind of hint to it as well. I really enjoy Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I get in that berry. It almost smells like just a... Like just a pie. Yeah. Like a dark berry pie. But or like cherry. Like mm, dark cherry, cherry like marsh yeah, cherry. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. for sure. I love the nose on this. I've been sitting here like nose straight. Yeah, like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the palate on it even more than I do the nose. Really? I haven't tasted it yet, so... Well, you've had it before, but... I mean, you're going to drink it again right now, and he's going to tell us what he thinks about it right now. Hmm. I actually... I mean, I, th- I like the nose better than the palate. Oh, really? I think the palate's, like, really yeah. good. Um, no, I think the palate is super full. Matt, thoughts? <laughs> See, I'm gonna throw it to Matt. <laughs> on the front, I think that's where I'm getting a lot of those flavors, which I'm loving. Um, I think as you go further back, that's when I'm starting to lose a little bit of it. Maybe just me. I actually disagree. Really? I think the middle of the palate is where all the flavor tends to hang out. Okay. Personally. I could could agree with that. But, like, even, like, it's right before the back of the throat, like, the very back of the tongue, you can almost Mm -hmm. get, like, a little bit of coffee. Mm. I see that. Yeah. Like espresso. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. A, a very dark roast. Not not coffee. that light roast. Yeah. Coffee shop no, nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I like blonde roast. <laughs> I do. I like coffee in all of its many shapes and forms and sizes. And roast. And roast. <laughs> you forgot the key one there. <laughs> Sorry. 
this is just a very good bourbon. Mm-hmm. And at, you know... It really is. And for the price... At $12 a bottle? Man. Yeah. It's just sinful. Like, I would, I would go, you know what? Just give me a whole case. You know what? We should probably stop talking about it because We're it's going to become just like the Henry It's McKenna. going to be the next Henry <laughs> McKenna at some point. I mean, granted, this is only available in Kentucky. So, I mean, we at least have that going for us. But, you know... I will leave this state with one of these bottles. I yes. think you probably yeah. should. I think you probably should. Even though I already have one at my house. like <laughs> I just don't know when I'm going to come back to Kentucky, you know? Yeah. And you said you were killing all your bottles, so like... It's true. I, 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 keep, I keep adding things, too. So you got to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is really unhappy with, like, the fluctuation. I, I did just give away a case and a half of booze, though, so... Nice. Nice. There is that. So you owe yourself something. <laughs> right? You've been generous, so give back to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't like yeah. the way that sounded. I don't know. Giving back to yourself just sounds dirty. Anyway, hey, Matt, um, one of the things we like to ask people when they first come on the show is, how did you get into bourbon? So, Matt, how'd you get into bourbon? So I got into bourbon the same way I got into bartending, hmm. completely by accident. By chance? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, it was one of those things, like, like whiskey's always been around me. Like, my whole family drinks whiskey. Um, they drink bourbon. They drink Tennessee whiskey a lot, too. Mm. Um, Jack and George are both uh, <laughs> allegedly my cousins. <laughs> okay. In, like, a proverbial sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. So I thought maybe it was, like, a family. I thought, yeah, I thought it was literally. That was just like, yeah, we're related. Yeah. No, not not quite. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm George Dickel the Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Like like Stanley Stanley Yelnats from Holes, you know? Yeah, right? exactly. It's all yeah. the same name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. So anyway. um so yeah, I um I started bartending and I just kept going down different rabbit holes of like different spirits. And a lot of that was I, I just got thrown into this position of like running a beverage program way too early in my career. Mm. And it was like I have to know everything and I have to know everything now. So, like, I just basically would take, like, three weeks and go down a rabbit hole and three weeks and go down a rabbit hole. And I spent a lot of time with uh, all of our distributors in Knoxville, and they would come by and bring all kinds of different products for us. And I got the chance to try a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time Mm -hmm. because we were always rotating product and doing – every week we would do a flight of something. So one flight, it was a flight of bourbon or like non-Kentucky bourbon. That was like the first one we did where we pulled like High West and I don't remember what else, but I know High. there was definitely two High West products on there. Breckenridge, maybe? Breckenridge, yeah. yeah. Um, And did that and then kind of did like an educational piece with it. Mm -hmm. So that was really like uh, like the inception of my uh, like my bourbon loving part of my career. Sure. And uh, just as time has gone on, like, it's became more of a demand, especially being at Peter Kern. Uh, like, I need to be up to date. We have a f- so much booze there to sell. And if I can't tell you, hey, you know, you should purchase this over, over this. you know, this, you know, $13 product. If I can sell you, a, you know, a $100 pour of whiskey, then that's me definitely doing my job. So Sure. Yeah. And I think a... a not a responsibility, but a part of your job, too, as a bartender, a mixologist, or whatever, is to go, well, what do you like? Right. And if somebody says, 
and, and, and I'm using this specifically because this is how it happened for me. Um, the bartender asked, what do you like? And I said, bullet. And they go, well, we have something that's high rye. Um, and it was a, a Four Roses pick that was similar in profile to bullet, um, but just kind of amped up what I liked about it and made it even better. And I think that you, as a, a, a bartender, have that opportunity to go, hey, you should really try this because you like this. You know? Yeah. So I think that's a big part, too, of you going, well, I have to know what's on our bar at all times. I have mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, if there are 100 bottles up there, I have to know every single one of them. Right. By heart. And, I like, I, I can't imagine you know, being able to know anything outside of bourbon, you know, like we're so well versed in bourbon, Mm -hmm. but like having to know gin and, and rum. And I mean, just everything across the spectrum, I mean, it would just, I I would just crumble under the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in the process of, um, reading through the CSS handbook. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. I'm not. No. I'll, I'll tell everybody since there's other people too. You may uh, as well. Yeah. Yes. There's Mark. So there's it's the certified spirit specialist, uh, and it's done by the Society of Wine Educators, mm-hmm. um, and it's like the equivalent of taking a sommelier role upon your name, um, but through the world of spirits. Oh, okay. So I've been reading through this book. And it's like 200 pages and it's so dense. And you go through and it like, it starts with the process of distillation and like history of alcohol. And then you go into like vodka, you go into gin, you get into like uh, absinthe. And it's so crazy, like going through. And then, of course, whiskey and cognac are like the thickest page, like (laughs) thickest portion of the book. Like, Uh, um, but yeah, just talking about like knowing all of those things, like it's. That's that in itself is a full time job. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah let alone sure. knowing how to mix all of those <clears throat> things, and let alone. And I think as it is, kind of with oh, Marv, you almost knocked off our microphones, buddy. Um, Here, I'm gonna put him away. <laughs> all right. I think as it is with any, I, I wouldn't say good, but like worthwhile profession, mm. you constantly have to learn. And you constantly have to expand your vocabulary um, to, you know, not only provide yourself with a better opportunity, but to provide other people with a better experience. Right. Um, so I think that, like, if you, as a, a as a bartender, as a mixologist, or whatever you want to call it, um, are not doing yourself that favor you're therefore not doing your patrons that favor right. as well. Um, I just want to jump back into this real quick. I'm starting to get a whole lot of peanut butter on the on the finish. Is anybody else getting that, or is it just me? Like it's the definitely more, opened up now. Yeah, the more that I've sat here and um, drank on this Heaven Hill Bottom of Bond, the more I've uh, started getting like really nutty, mm-hmm. just specifically peanut buttery notes to it as well. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. No, I, I, th- I definitely get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. You don't seem convinced though. I don't feel I don't I don't feel convinced, <laughs> but Well, that's just me then. Anyway. So, um 
talk a little bit too about what it is about your because because every mixologist has a different approach to their craft talk about what it is that separates your craft as a mixologist as a bartender from somebody else like what makes what you do special how do you take it and make and and put your own spin on it that's hard Um, (laughs) because I feel like I would have to ask myself like a couple of questions in that process but um, I'll be I'll be glad to kind of talk a little bit about my brand sure Um, go ahead go ahead so for me like what I'm trying to accomplish maybe on a on a larger level uh, and a lot of the reason I've been doing a lot of cocktail competitions is I like I'm really interested in elevating things that people are already familiar with mm. like so one of the one of the high aha moments for me at Peter Kern and being at Peter Kern was how blown away by people are by our whiskey sour and it's hmm. super simple okay. yeah so it's you know, we do egg white into the inner whiskey I, sour. That was my first question. Do you use egg white? Yeah. Um, we do lemon juice, simple syrup, and then whiskey, and then do a dry shake, do a wet shake, and double str- double strain, and let the, uh, the, egg, the egg white separate. And then we drizzle a little bit of traditional um, maraschino macerated juice right on top. Okay. And do like a design on top, and it looks pretty. It looks great, but I mean, it's super simple. Yeah, and people are super pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a whiskey sour. It's still a whiskey yeah. sour. Yeah, but it sounds to me like it's a little bit sweeter. Yeah, you get that maraschino yeah. on the top, yeah. and like, yeah. yeah. So, like that—that's really nice. Um, like trying to just elevate things like that. Sure. Or mm-hmm. like even like somebody asked for an espresso martini the other day, and I was like, cool. We don't actually have espresso to make espresso martinis, but I can make you something that would resemble a uh, espresso martini. Is there anything in particular about that that like you wouldn't want to have? Sure. And they're like, no. And I'm like, awesome. So I <laughs> <laughs> great. You're so, giving me nothing. That makes it super easy. Yeah. Me. Patron XO. Tag on. Uh, and Yeho tequila. A little bit of coffee liqueur that we've made in house. Okay. And port. And I think I may or may not have put a whole egg in there. I don't remember. I made it on the fly. Yeah. And I was a like. A whole egg, not just the white? Yeah, like oh a flip. Like a flip. So like the ultimate like dessert, like nightcap cocktail. And um, like that's something that I love doing. Like I, I definitely have a passion for that. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, I'm trying to figure out how to create like uh, like an egg white yogurt, and okay. then put whiskey caviar on top, hmm. with like maybe a aromatic bitter in the mix. That's so interesting. Yeah, you think as so? soon as you figure that out, let me know because I really want to try that. No, I, I sure. will let you know. Um, the See, idea. This is a whole new world for me because I'm so used to just being like. Uh, Give it to me neat. Give it to yep. me neat. Give yeah. it to me neat. Maybe on the rocks. Maybe on the maybe, rocks. Maybe hard maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe with a little Or bit like of... old fashioned please. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and I get that's just me not knowing enough and not having the knowledge of like what all can be done through mixology and like cocktail craft. 
Like, this is a whole new world. And I, <laughs> I, w- I just, I don't know any, any other place to, like in Lexington, to get what we'll be getting. Like, what, if so, I went to uh, Peter Kern yeah. and was like, I know that I'm going to get some really awesome drinks. No matter what, I could walk in there and be like, "Hey, you know, I don't, I don't really I don't know care. what I want, yeah. but I want something good." Yeah, I know it's going to be great. If I walk into a, like a, you know, a cocktail bar here, at least I feel. I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, I would be like, "Hey, I want something really good," and I'd be like, oh, "This is all right." Yeah, <laughs> Matt, do you find it challenging when somebody comes in and goes, "I like X, Y, and Z. Make something out of it." It depends. It depends on if those things don't go together at all. Because <laughs> then it is difficult. Um, and and just, to, just to follow up on two things, and then I can continue on that. Sure. The, um, like, that whiskey caviar mix, um, I got the idea from our chef, actually. So he, um, we, we were discussing like different culinary techniques mm-hmm. uh, that are really popular uh, amongst the chefs at Alinea and uh, the bartenders at the Aviary in Chicago, and gotcha. we had that conversation over um, over the course of a beer or two, um, and then just to kind of like round out the rest of my my personal brand, <clears throat> I like I think it's really important not to forget like the hospitality side of like being a bartender because like you can know how to make something ridiculous like egg white yogurt with like lemon in it and then put whiskey caviar on top and think you're awesome but like at the end of the day like if you come in and you just want like you know I don't know vodka and Sprite never gonna happen with me but okay like a vodka cranberry yeah like a vodka (laughs) cranberry like maybe 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 you just really want a vodka cranberry, and sure, then like sure, you're gonna yeah. order like three ports of a Larue. It normally doesn't happen that way, but like sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah. things happen. So, well, I think too that like, I, and there have been so many situations where I I've gone to a bar and ordered a cocktail or or just a glass of bourbon, and the bartender's like, "Here you go." Onto onto the next mm. one, you know. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said exactly about the hospitality, and to just be able to like have that conversation with somebody and and know that they care about what they're doing, and know that they care about your experience with it yeah. too. Um, did you have something you wanted to say? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I was How just gonna. I guess the only thing I would add was like, and knowing that they have dedicated like a whole career to kind of knowing yeah like what people like in the hospitality and yeah. how to you know cater to a patron that's that's awesome as well mm-hmm. and very hard to find oh yeah absolutely mm. absolutely i mean how many bars have we been in where they're well, just they, i it's mean the tough bar- because it's like you can't really consider them you know bars like cocktail bars that are like going to know true True. At least from my experience, which I mean, is limited. It's definitely a different tree. <laughs> like, I, I think with the world of bartending, you have, like, a couple different trees um, of, like, skill sets. Like, if you guys ever played WoW or something like, like an RPG like that. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know how you put, like, Not different... Not WoW specifically, but yes. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I world of Warcraft for the layman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, like, in RPGs or, like, Skyrim, you put, um, you'll put points 
into like different trees and that makes you better at something. So I, I think that within the world of bartending, you have a couple of trees that you can go into. You can go into flair. You can go into working in dives. Sure. You can go into working in like super nice craft cocktail bars, mm-hmm. really great fine dining restaurants where with like a really strong wine program. Right. Uh, and then maybe like after dinner drinks like cognac. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like flair, like the guys in Las Vegas that are just throwing what? bottles like <laughs> – yeah, yeah. That watched uh, cocktail with Tom Cruise and like they're like, that's what I want to do with my life. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes they overlap a little, um, like the <laughs> like the uh, the bartender that uh, John Taffer is his name. John oh, Taffer yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, Bar Rescue. From Bar, Bar Rescue. Rescue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like brings in that bartender and the he's always just like <laughs> like yeah. throwing bottles. I yeah. would really like to know what his cocktails taste like. Like, are they any good? I'm sure they're good. Yeah. No, well, anyway. maybe, maybe someday. We'll maybe yeah. someday. Maybe someday. Continue. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I just want to say, if that guy's listening, uh, DM me on Instagram. I want to... We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come get, on the yeah. show, too. We'll get, <laughs> yeah. We'll get some of your cocktails and see, yeah, yeah, exactly. see what's going on. So um, what, when did you go... Because we, I, I think we all kind of have that aha moment with things. Um, where we go, this makes sense to me, and this is what I was supposed to be doing. What was your aha moment with with cocktail crafting? Um, I know I'm asking like super deep questions of you. No, it's but okay. Like, it's okay. Um, like I, I really want to know what, just really, what is it that matters to you about cocktail crafting and yeah. separates you from from other mixologists? So I, I think a lot of it, at least in the city that I'm in right now, is and, and like I don't know how to say it without like like I don't I don't want to be pretentious about it. It's okay, you it's know. Okay. Um, Take pride in what you do. But <laughs> like my my ultimate goal is to end up working in a sales position where I can come in and give a bartender like myself now like an aha moment. So there's a guy named uh, Lee. Edwards, he works for Hazel Pins. And the okay. first time that I met Lee, he showed up to my bar and like the day before my owner hits me up and he's like, Hey, we have a vermouth tasting tomorrow. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? That's weird. <laughs> we're tasting vermouth. That's yeah. weird. Get out. Like, we're not doing that. Okay, yeah. they're sweet and there's dry, and that's all that there is right. to it. <laughs> so this guy shows up with like 15 something bottles of like vermouth. And of like different like kinas, which are kind of like vermouth, like aromized okay. wines in general. Sure. And like genipi and like a bunch of like super weirdy ball stuff. Yeah. And I do not like vermouth. <laughs> sweet, sweet or dry. I just do not like it very yeah. much. So, but I mean, I don't either, but like, I feel like he's about to be like, oh, you don't. Oh, even wait, know. wait on it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to it in a second, but go ahead. Go ahead. So. He comes in and he's got like a tackle box, like a giant tackle box. And it's just filled with different like little garnishes, like little mini garnishes. And we went through the entire tasting and I never felt like I've learned so much from a human that would like in a short amount of time about spirits and booze in general. Um, And that was kind of like my aha moment. Like immediately it was like, okay, well, look. I'm super glad that I came to this. We're going to order this. We're going to order that. We're going to order this. And, like, completely <laughs> changed the way that I saw, like, vermouth, which is, like, such a, like, 
super important like component, especially when sure. you're talking about like you know New York Brewer cocktails, for instance, like Manhattan's, um, uh, Bronx, Brooklyn's, you know, um, like those styled cocktails, like that format is all vermouth. Like you need vermouth in there in some way or for, like a fashion. Sure. And like that's where I want to go with my career is like end up working for a company and a brand that like I really believe in and like be behind that brand 100% and then be able to show up and say if you guys were bartenders, I could pull out my, you know, proverbial tackle box of Mm-hmm. Like of garnishes, of garnishes, yeah. and just blow your mind and give you like that aha moment, and like from that point on, I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing with my life. Like sure. I'm in this industry, and I'm just gonna hustle, and I'm gonna hustle as hard as I can, and yeah, I mean that I, I think that's like what <laughs> yeah. distinguishes me from like other people, and like the ability to come in with like a story and be like a storyteller behind like whatever it is that I'm going to do. Like, uh, the last cocktail competition that I did, uh, I made a, I made this cocktail that was based off of a Zach Brown song, Zach Brown band song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, it was the one about sticking your toes in the water and your ass in the sand. sand. It's just called toes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Toes. Yeah. Yeah. Toes. Yeah. So, uh, I created a cocktail that was like, my Mexican paradise. Okay. Which had nothing to do with like the beach. It had more to do with like the mountains and like, yeah. uh, to driven spirits. So, mm. uh, like that was like the whole structure of the cocktail, but like telling that story of like, yeah. you know, a passion of mine, mm. um, through that drink and then through presentation, like, and having that like backbone of a story or, which is something that I learned from Woodford reserve. Like Interesting. being part of the Woodford Reserve Manhattan experience, like going in, like I had a story and like granted they didn't send me to Versailles, but like I learned so much and like yeah. made so many meaningful connections with people through that experience. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it seems like in the cocktail that, that you're making is like just an like a cherry on top of what the experience that you're giving. Mm-hmm. It seems like anyway. I mean, I granted, I've never had a drink that you've made, uh, but like, it seems like what you, you're telling a story. And I want a, to now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, giving, and giving a narrative and like a hospitality sense of it while being like, hey, by the way, this is just a really awesome drink. And then the, the it seems like that's how, at least how you're describing it, it seems a little like that. Is that off base or a little on? I mean, I think that's the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, I went the perfect to... perfect marriage between everything. Yeah. 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 Like, I went to Hemingway's in um, South Nashville. And that's awesome. I, I have heard amazing things about Hemingway's. I wish... I, I've never been there before, but I have always wanted to go there. In in South Nashville? Yeah. You yeah. absolutely should. Um, Chris, that owns the place, mm-hmm. super nice guy, um, great drinks. And, like, I remember looking at his menu... And, like, the menu is telling a story. And, like, I don't even think I read anything. Like, I think you get, like, the base spirit, if I remember correctly. And then everything else is a story. Yeah. 
and I'm like, man, like that's so cool. That's great. <laughs> or um, John Howard from Henley in uh, I guess Midtown area, okay, uh, over by Vanderbilt in Nashville. Okay. Um, I don't remember what he, his whole menu is based on a story too, sure. but it's a historical event. So like, if you drink the cocktails in order, like you get like the experience of that historical event. Yeah, I guess you couldn't do it in a sitting, like a like a really large book. You can't really do it. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's the goal, right? Like that's the goal moving forward as uh, you know, bartenders and chefs and is to like, sure. Yeah. Sure. convey like a specific emotion mm-hmm. through story through uh, the mouthpiece that is either food or drink. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you were going to whittle down, and and this might be too specific or too finite of a question but if you were going to say this is my story in a cocktail or this is what best represents me in a cocktail what would it be i don't think that i can answer um I, i i don't think that everything would fit like the right way i think that's an okay answer though yeah i mean like we we all have different facets of our experience, so... I think that I could put together, like, a menu that was, like, genuinely me, but I don't think that, like, one drink would cut it, because there's... Do you have a top three, uh, top three then? Um... <laughs> of, like, classics or drinks that, like, I've came up with? Because um, I was thinking drinks that I, that I have or would come up with. I... Dealer's choice. <laughs> <sighs> So I definitely have like a list of five cocktails uh, that are either classic or contemporary classic, um, meaning they either were made like a hundred plus years ago or by the Petrosky line of people. Right. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sam Ross as a general whole. I was telling him earlier that one of my favorite cocktails is the Paper Plane. So like, and it's one that like people in Knoxville and people who visit Air Bar don't know very well. Um, but it's a bourbon cocktail, and people almost always ask for bourbon cocktails. So it's something not on the menu, and people can feel special about it. And they're like, hey, what's your favorite <laughs> cocktail? And I'm like, I've probably got, like, six like that I can just name off, like, depending on mood. But Paper Plane's definitely one of them. Um, it's bourbon, lemon, uh, Aperol, and Amar Nonino, equal parts across the board. Shaken, serve it in a coupe. It's sure. incredible, especially hmm. if you use great bourbon. Highly recommended. Hi, highly yeah. recommend great yeah. bourbon. <laughs> if, you, if you can get like Always. a, a really fruity bourbon, bourbon in there, yeah. Oh man, it's it's a dream. Which fruity bourbon? What would you say? I would. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Can I guess? Go for it. Yeah. Four roses. Four roses. Four roses. Single Four roses barrel. Um, I was either gonna go small batch or single barrel. Okay. I was gonna go yellow light. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. That's <laughs> I did, terrible. I heard that. Um, I heard that, but that's staying in, though. I'm I just, just want to let you know that. <laughs> I was joking on that. Just really joking. Anyway, fruity bourbon. Yeah. yeah, just across the board, like, like. Well, um, I, I was asking him earlier too. What's his ideal bourbon for, um, like a an old fashioned? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said Weller one hundred and seven. Yeah, which is like I I I agreed with him too. Is yeah. a very fruity flavored bourbon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I see where you're going. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. I'm on board. I'm on board, for sure. Um, 
Okay, one last question before we get to our review. Okay. Shaken or stirred? Ooh. <laughs> it depends on what it is. <laughs> if I get, if I, I feel like all of these questions have been open ended, but yeah, just like <laughs> whatever. I, I feel like if, um, like if you shook a Manhattan and you stirred a paper plane, like I don't think I would want either of them, but it. it Okay, well, yeah. shake or stir an, an old-fashioned, then. Oh, definitely stir an old-fashioned, yeah. Okay. Don't, don't go about shaking that. There's nothing about that cocktail that should be should be, should shaken. be shaken. Even with an egg white? Why do you need an egg white for old-fashioned? I have heard um, from many people that their favorite old-fashioned has been with an egg white before. Really? Yes. Whoa. Yep. Okay. So you have homework there, Matt. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I, Sounds odd to me. I'm just uh, I'm just going off of uh, you know third yeah, third hand information here. Don't shoot um, the messenger. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to say we really appreciate um, Matt for coming and hanging out with us. Um, but we're not done yet. We have more bourbon to be drank. Yeah, we do. Drunk, consumed. Whatever. And uh, vibed. Yeah. 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 Curtis is going to provide us with our our next bottle, I think, unless he's decided he doesn't want to. No, we can definitely do it. All right. All right. Sure. Are you, I hope you guys are ready for this. We've not actually had this on the show before. Yes. And um, I've actually never had it. So okay. Great. That's fun. Matt, have you had this? I've had it once. Okay. Maybe twice. Okay. Maybe. Um, I, I, yeah. I have worked my way through two bottles now, and I have two on reserve. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thanks, really, thanks I really, Swan the Bourbon Finder. Yeah, thanks, Swan. Which, speaking of which, if you, you should follow uh, Swan, too, on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. He... He finds some crazy stuff. It's really he awesome. Lives, what he lives does. right next to and works right mm-hmm. next to Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just, he works at Kroger uh, in Frankfurt. Yeah. And just on his off days, he goes and just looks for bourbon. And it's great. And, it's, yeah. and, awesome. and he's, he's provided today, us with a lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Exactly. And today he, um, he found a... The E.H. E. Taylor, Taylor four, four grain. grain. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, for Chad. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's bourbon. Oh, it's for Chad. So, yeah, it is for Chad. Of but, course, it's but for still, Chad. <laughs> but Chad's been looking for that for forever, though. Yeah. I mean, like he he was like, I would give you my left arm. Yeah. Just to <laughs> uh-huh. just to have that bottle. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Swan Swan's a good guy. Yeah. And he has he really has helped me find quite a few bourbons. But anyway, He's me as well. Um. So you're listening, so you can probably tell. But um, we're doing a review of Weller Twelve. Um. Which is definitely up there for me in, in terms of favorite bourbons. I'm so excited for you to try this. Yeah, I'm excited I really as well. am because this takes what makes Weller Special Reserve good uh-huh. and just cranks it up. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. It it and I think it's a it's all a product of the age, but I I don't want I don't want to influence your opinion. Yeah. Too terribly much. Okay. But. Um, no, that's that's good. All yeah, right. thank you though. I just wanted to give like everyone a good share, you know. No, 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 it's good. Oh man, mm. <clears throat> almost fell there. <laughs> <laughs> we almost lost. Kurt. Gonna put that here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want another pour after. <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That nose is exceptional, That nose isn't is it? very exceptional. Yeah. And, you know, this is still a 90-proof bourbon. Yeah. But I think that somewhere along the line, it has evened out because it is older. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with um, Van Winkle 12-year. It's a 12-year-old bourbon, but it's 90-proof, you know. But a lot of the flavor still shines through because of the age. And I think that Weller 12, um, you know, it's just, it's just baby pappy. Yeah, I it's mean, baby Van Winkle, you know. I mean, I'm just getting so much, so many florals and, mm-hmm. mm. but so floral much, but sweetness, so much vanilla. Yeah, so much vanilla, um, and it has like a little bit of a, like a candy. Yeah, definitely. Like a, it's it's weird because it's kind of teetering the line between peppermint candy. And like really sugary, yeah, like Smarties. Yeah, that's what I Smarties. I was yeah. getting like a tart, like a tart, just a little tart smell. And I think that's where I'm sitting in between is that it's the sour and and the sweet just kind of yeah mesh pretty well together. But I really do like that nose, though. I mean, it, yeah. it may be sugary, but I I think that it's really inviting. Mm. Um, and I do still get a, a, a fair about fair about fair amount of oak on the nose too. Nothing really substantial. To, yeah, but it is definitely still present. I think. And that was one of my first things is when I when I first smelled it. When I first nosed it. When you first nosed it, yeah. Kurt, What did you What did you notice? I noticed the like, smarty like candy, a little bit of sour like a good sour not like soured milk yeah yeah Yeah. it definitely is Mm. that like sugary smarties kind of yeah yeah candy to it what do you think matt i just love the richness like just how rich it is the complexity yeah like you get like at the very end of the nose you can get like a, a little bit of that vanilla but it like it starts out like just real sweet real rich and then like you get like all these things like as the nose goes away. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the floralness to it too. <laughs> yeah. Hangs around. The I think I, florality. The florality. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think right, that Perry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was only an English major for three years before I switched. <laughs> <laughs> the florality of it, I think, really does kind of hang around all throughout the nose on it. Like, it doesn't limit itself to the first sniff or, you know, as it's hitting the very back of your nose. I think that it is a very consistent floral scent to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm ready to take a sip. Yeah. I think think Curtis is, like, dying for it. Yeah, I'm like, stop talking about (laughs) it. Let's get to it. This is your William LaRue Weller for me when it was just sitting up (laughs) on my shelf for a while. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, well, mm -hmm. here we go. <laughs> Pure bliss. It's good. That is some good stuff. One I I would I would argue that this is my favorite 90 proof bourbon. Um and like I've been saying recently too, I don't know what it is, but I think that the lower a proof a bourbon is, the more heat it actually has on it in terms of like kick um when it hits your palate. 
I think that this kind of argues against my theory mm-hmm. at 90 proof. It's very, oh, it definitely does. it's very even, mm-hmm. you know, um, just enough spice. Yeah. Just enough heat. So much of the sugar hangs out with it. The, the sweetness of it. Um, caramel is so strong on it too. I think, um, It's funny when I, right on the on the uh, front, like tip of the tongue, I get sort of like a minty, yes, like mm, a absolutely. fresh, just a absolutely. fresh flavor. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think, Matt? One of the things that I like the most about this whiskey is just like how round it is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. while while you're going through the the imbibing motion, like just the the rich and roundness of this whiskey, mm-hmm. I think it's what makes it, like, super approachable yeah. for so many people. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, like, the wheat and the softness of it, but, like, as far as flavor, you get so much in, like, so little of a proof, you know? like Yeah, exactly. And, like, weeded, I don't know. It seems like every weeded bourbon we try, we're always just, like... <laughs> I know what you're saying. We're always like, man, this is just phenomenal. Yeah, and from like, you know, Weller 12 to Wilderness Trail. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I think there's something there. Maybe it's just a product of what our palates are used to, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like like weeded bourbon a whole lot. (laughs) That's just how I am. Do y'all get any salt? Just a bit. Yeah. 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 It's like a, um, oh, what is it? Like saltwater taffy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just a hair. And I think it's like after having having, after having had a few sips of it, um, and it's really started to coat my tongue, um, and I've, I've really started to become aware of uh, what, what is truly present on the palate. Yeah, and it's not like a true salt. It's like a no. saltwater taffy or like you're off the beach and you taste just a little bit of the salt in the air. Salty air, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. salty air. Not. Mm. It's not yeah, like I a get full salt. It's just salty air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just lingering. Yeah. It's a lingering savoriness like a to it. vacation paradise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. But so rich. I mean, if this were more available, this would be my take everywhere bourbon. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, well, and have I have fun. Like, huh? Have fun. You're not gonna find it. Well, it's yeah, I know. I, I know I'm not. But like, you know, a few years ago, this would have easily been my daily drinker. This would have been something where I just didn't think twice about it. If I bought a bottle yeah. and I went on vacation mm. or, or whatever, you know, it just would have been a, a, a staple of my bourbon drinking experience. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who have worked in liquor stores for a long time. And I've, t- I've heard a lot of people who work in liquor stores say that like before, like the big bourbon boom, mm-hmm. this was like Weller was what they always brought over to somebody's house. And like, nobody knew what it was. Yeah. But everybody loved it, and it always worked out great for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And of course, it wasn't until Fred Minnick said, hey, this is like baby pappy, that people started going crazy over it. And now you can't That's find it so anywhere. That's what's so interesting to me is like... No, I love Fred back. Minnick. I just yeah. want to say I love I love him to death. He's a great guy. Super, yeah. super nice. He's been on the show before. Um, but dang it. Fred, <laughs> you did this to us with Weller, and you did it to us with with uh, Henry McKenna, and we just yeah. Why? It's just interesting to me. Like you go back a few years, you find all this. <laughs> like you could go to your liquor store and be like, "I'm gonna pick up Weller twelve a year." It's like now, you just can't four find months, it anywhere. Four months from now, you might find it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. If, if you know lucky. somebody that knows somebody that can call you. Yeah. <laughs> now, at retail, Weller 12 runs for about $35. Yeah. And and I think the highest I, I've seen it go at retail is about $40. Now, on secondary, though. Up to 110 120 something. I've seen it for. I've seen it for like, yeah. I've seen it for 150 Yeah. In in seven fifties, I've seen it in three in uh, uh, one point seven fives for three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's insane. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's mm. stupid. Yeah, no, like it's not. It's not a three hundred dollar bourbon. It is easily, I think, three hundred. Yeah, it's not a two hundred. Well, no, it's not a two hundred dollar yeah. either. I don't think it's a one hundred dollar bourbon. Well, yeah, but it's the hype <laughs> and the everything in between. Yeah. I, I would say though that I think this sits pretty firmly at about a thirty dollar bourbon. No, I love the price point at thirty five. <laughs> like it's so great. Do like you want I it love to be it. Being, I think that it. I mean, I don't want it to be higher. I think that it's worth. You think it's worth seventy eighty? Okay. Range. See, I think I disagree with you a little bit. If it were this age statement and it were a higher proof, I would I would expect it to be more in the sixty to seventy dollar range. Yeah. But the fact that it is twelve years and ninety dollar excuse me, ninety, 90 proof. Yeah. Um, you think about like Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig used to be age stated at twelve years. Mm-hmm. It was ninety four proof. Back then, it's still ninety four proof, but the the age statement has been taken off. Yeah. Um, I just I, I just am like <laughs> I would much rather this than like you know the Rebel Yell ten year single barrel that I have. I think the Rebel Yell ten year is like really good, but I think I'd rather have the Weller twelve. Yeah. And that's yeah, why I, I sit I there would. and I'm I like, would. okay. That's why I sit there and I'm like, okay, seventy dollars for for this, I could do. Okay, I see your I see your point there. And I wasn't like about to give the price of five or anything, but I I would see. That's where I'm like, I, I think see, the price has to saying. be a, like. I mean, it doesn't have to. Yeah, but it's up there. Matt what has you, yeah, what, yeah. So he, uh, he just Matt said, seems concerned. Man, I don't like. I w- I've said this multiple times that I wish that the whole Weller line was just priced higher, so it would be more, more available. like available, and people would be more discouraged from purchasing it 
based off of whatever. I don't know if that kind of like fifth grade bourbon economics is going to work. <laughs> yeah. But but I do know that there are people opening up distilleries selling really young juice. Yeah. For more money than yeah. 35 for exactly. a fifth. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it couldn't hold a candle or a match to like I mean my glass is already empty. Like it was it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I really like it's it's a great bourbon, but at the same time, like I personally don't want to spend, you know, for Weller twelve or one oh seven, like I don't want to spend an exorbitant amount of money on it either. So Here, like, here's how I feel about raising the price though. My inclination is to think that if they raise the price on a thirty five dollar bourbon, thirty five dollar bottle of bourbon to say Fifty or sixty. Yeah. And originally at thirty-five dollars, secondary market was hike, hiking it up to two hundred dollars. That to me means that on secondary at sixty dollars bottle, they're gonna easily ramp it up to four, five hundred, five fifty dollars bottle. Sure. You know, I mean I just I, I think that Buffalo Trace made a smart move by not cranking up their prices, you know, with this. But I don't know. I'm 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 happy with it being at thirty five dollars if I can find it. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? It's just it's all part of the market. But anyway, um, so to actually move on to the review portion. Um, we have a review. What was I going to say? Oh, sorry. Um, we have a review system of nose palette finish and price on the show. Um, each category is out of five, and at the end, we tally everything up for a total out of twenty, uh, and then we let you know whether or not you should buy this. So, I'm going to let Curtis go first because yeah. um, I want to give Matt a little bit of time just to get acclimated to, um, the you know. Our, our system and everything. But anyway, Kurt. Trust the process. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. Yeah. Um, dude, that nose is so good. It's opened up a lot. Yeah. I mean, really, it has opened up so much. Mm-hmm. And like, as Just I'm... even s- from the floral, you, you start mm-hmm. to get a little more... Like, even as I'm sitting here, though. it's starting to smell more like a Rick house. Mm-hmm. Um, not like, you know really really strongly so but it is starting to smell more like when you first walk into a rick house and like you can smell the evaporation of yeah. of alcohol yeah into into the air and everything mm-hmm. along with the oak and, and all that good stuff but anyway go ahead yeah i mean i think the nose nose i have to give a four okay i really i really enjoy the nose that's good stuff yeah i mean everything about this is i mean it's pretty good it's hard to argue with it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'll give that a four. The palette, palette's like phenomenal in, in the sense of you're getting everything what you, that you get from the nose. The florals, you know, you get more of the, the like smoky rickhouse like barrel from the, on the back of it. Um, I think I'm going to give it a four as well. Okay. I contemplated going to a three and a half just because I like the nose better than the, 
than the palette. But I think that the palette offers just offers as more. much. See, I think that the the palette offers just as much as the nose does, just in a different way. Yeah. And, like, the way that I think about it, too, I've said it so many times on the show before, if the palette offered everything that the nose did, but then ramped it up, that would be what would expand my, um, my point value mm-hmm. on it. But, like, I'm going to go ahead and say I agree with you on both of those categories so far. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what do you think about the finish? Finish, I think that's where I'll, I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. Is, um, I mean, you just get so much from, so much complexity from the nose to the to the palette. On the finish, I think this isn't, I think the finish is good. I just don't think it, it keeps consistent with what, the palette and the nose. I have. would agree with that. So I'll give it a three and a half. Like, not a huge dock, just, like, very a little bit. Yeah. And then the price... <laughs> <laughs> I want to give it a five. But? I'll give it a four and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reluctantly so. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just... $35? Come on. So... $35, the only thing I can say is, like, I have to spend... I have to give somebody somebody my number to call me to get it to me to come down and I don't know if I'm gonna get it and like yeah which doesn't really factor into but the you're price. talking you're talking more about the experience of like trying to buy it than you are like the actual yeah purchasing <laughs> of it yeah yeah you know but I, mean, I, I know if what I could you're, just I walk in and buy it I'd give it a five yeah but since I have to like kind of go through through the hoops. No, I get that. I gotta. I get that. I would venture a four, but more four and a half because <laughs> you gotta give it. Well, your total leeway. score then was a sixteen out of twenty, which I think is pretty fair. Like, I mean, that's you know, I, I, I don't, so. I don't think that it's terribly arguable based on our experience with it. Like, I mean, yeah. sure, we were going, oh, it's so good, and everything. Yeah, love it. Yeah. But like, but we we also were measured in our response to it. Yeah, as well. So. I also will say that, for me anyway, when I give ratings and, like, give those numbers, I tend to jump on the, I tend to jump on the bandwagon. I, <laughs> I tend to be like, yeah, that's it. so good, five, 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 <laughs> like, and I think, I think on this, I, Gradually, I've as I've been having better bourbons and kind of things like that, and been doing this a little longer. Yeah, I'm getting more realistic in my in my ratings. Yeah, and so I think 16 out of 20, perfect. Yeah, I think in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, Matt, how would you like to rank this bourbon? So I'm glad that I'm not going first because <laughs> I may have just been like I'm on the bandwagon five five yes, five yes, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. <laughs> I think the nose is great. Um, since we can do decimal points, I want to do a 4.5 on the nose. Okay, great. Um, palette, I, I want to do... Are you going to do it? I don't want to do a 4.5. Oh, okay. I, oh, like, I thought you were going to give it a 5. No, no. I, man, I, I like the nose so much. I, I love the palette, don't get me wrong. But, like, the nose on it, I think, is what makes it really special. Like... It does. Like I, I think yeah. that's like the point where it shines. So, sure. 
I'll do I'll, I'll do a four on the palate. Okay. Sure. Um, that sounded really condescending. I did not mean for it to at all. Like I I totally get that. Yeah. I mean I was like yeah sure whatever. Yeah. yeah sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes fine. sense when when you mm. say like you know the nose I enjoyed better than the. Yeah. Palette. Right. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be like disrespectful to things that I've had in the past that have just like absolutely blown my mind either. You know, where like, right. I, in my head, I'm like, that's like in the top tier. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so like, I, I think like a four and a 4.5 yeah. measured, like we were saying. So, yeah. um, finish. <laughs> yeah. Teetering yeah. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll that's do, that's where I am. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a. Can I do a three point seven five? Yeah, why not? Three point five sure. seems really we've had, harsh. We've had weirder. We've had yeah. weirder on the show. We had somebody do like point eights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point eights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it probably was, me. No, it was like Chad and Sarah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Anyway, three point seven five. Three point seven five, and that leaves. Uh, price. Price, yes. So I'm going to say at, at, $35. at MSRP, yeah, I'm going to put a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want it. That's where I'm like, I want to give it a five. Right. It should be a five. Right. It's just the hoops and things. Yeah. Right. I mean, get it. I, I'm just like, I, I show up at like the liquor store by my house enough that like, if it's there and like they haven't already given it to people who like buy cases of Camus, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like maybe maybe they'll say all right, you know MSRP, like <laughs> in that scenario five all day, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I'm gonna spoil this real quick. Uh, Kurt and I actually had the same score, um, mm. not category by not category. category, okay. Um, but just to recap real quick, Matt had a seventeen point. Two five out of twenty, <laughs> which is a first, a first on the show. Um, is it? Yes. Yeah. Nobody's ever had a point two five. What's our before. highest again? Um, Wasn't it like eighteen? Uh, eighteen or nineteen. It was the B. Yeah. I mean, we've not, we've never given anything a straight twenty. No. I'm waiting for I don't that think day we'll though. Ever get there. I don't know if we will either. It's gonna have to be like. What would it be though? That. $24,000 bottle at Justin's Bourbon House See, I don't even bourbon. I don't even know if it'll be that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't even know if it'll be that because, well, because like, we won't ever have it. Well, no, but like at $24,000, like what are we talking about? Are we talking about like aftermarket value or are we talking about, you know, because like True. at aftermarket value, I'm giving it like like <laughs> yeah, 0.3, yeah. maybe. <laughs> like a 0.5. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Like if it's lucky. Yeah. I mean. That's true. But, but I don't anyway. think there ever will be a 20 out of 20. I don't either, but because we'll, a we'll bourbon find so good is the price is probably going to be too. Sure, yeah, and like if you think that you have um, something that deserves a twenty out of twenty, um, <laughs> send us an email. Uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail dot com, and uh, you know we'll have we'll have a little talk, and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll agree with you, maybe not, but you're going to have to send us a sample, yeah, to uh, you know get us to <laughs> be on board. Anyway, so uh, for me, the nose was a four. I thought the nose was just super inviting, so full of those sweet floral notes um, while still maintaining. I think, too, that it even had some of those darker um, dried fruit notes on the back end as well. I I wouldn't say that it's um, like raisins necessarily, but there is something very like dried fruit apparent 
on the nose. Palette's a four point five for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it does have what I like about the nose. It does have a twinge of something, or a tinge rather, of something that is supposed to be like really good. Doesn't quite kick it up to perfect for me. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely there. Finish, however, is a three. Um, like it just kind of falls short. I, I yeah. really do wish that the finish on this one went on longer. Um, it's it's good though. I mean, it's it's really delicious. It does make me want to go back for another sip. Um, but I <laughs> stay away. He just took the bottle away from everybody. <laughs> yeah, for everyone that didn't. <laughs> Kurt's hoarding his I'm bottle. I'm hoarding the bottle. His one bottle. Stay away. I'm not going to lie. I got excited, too. I was like, wait, we're getting more rum. <laughs> I'm just going to pour more for a second. <laughs> and then uh, price for me is a 4.5, too. Um, a 12-year-old bourbon at this point. Kurt, man, I love you. Why are you doing this? You're the best. Yeah. Um, it's a special he's, occasion. He's pouring a little bit more for us. But anyway, um, at $35... I mean, it, it's soon how it's pretty hard to beat. <coughs> I would I would bump it up to a five if I had given it a five in any of these categories. I think, like if I had been like, yeah, the palette's a five, I probably would have. I mean, yeah. even like a four point seven five. Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I mean, I I would have considered it had something else stood out a little bit more to me. Mm-hmm. I under, I mean, I get it. It's just. Um, which I, I take too much in my rating. Like, I I take too much in account on, like, limited and, like, supply and demand. Sure. Sure. But I think I that's think something that's you have to take it yeah. into account. Yeah, for sure. But in the strict sense of rating the bourbon, what the price, like, the wholesale, like, retail right. price is. Like, just like, MSRP across the board. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I picked a five. Cause yeah, like, exactly. Like I said, I mean, there's plenty of people selling, like, brand new... Like thirty minute bourbons. Yeah. And it's don't get me started. No, it's okay. We've talked bottle. about it before. <laughs> oh yeah. Like No, not, I I yeah. get I get that. But yeah. like for for me, I think it's a, a pretty solid four point five. So that rounds me out as well um at a sixteen out of twenty, um, as it was with, with Kurt. Yeah. Um so I think overall this is a, a, a pretty much a recommendation um from all of us. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Hard to pass up. Wait, 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 wait. I need Matt to say it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for indulging You're me. You're welcome. I just needed. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Matt, welcome to the family. We're happy to have you here. <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, so that's our review for the episode. We're going to move on now to, though, uh, Recommendations or to another me, bourbon to another. <laughs> oh crap! No, we got maybe, more. We can yeah, we have some. But maybe we'll do that off air. Yeah, um, we'll do it off air. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna move on to our recommendation uh, portion of the show, which is called Tips and Bits, um, where we just recommend whatever we've been uh, vibing on recently. I guess. Um, yeah. So, Kurt, do you want to go first? Yeah. I, I keep throwing to you first because you're, you know. A veteran of the show, but yeah. I mean, if you want me to go first, I can. No, go. I can go. Okay, all right, go I can ahead. go. Um, Westworld season two. I've heard it's great. Oh man, oh. I haven't started. 
at all? No, I mean, I've done season one. I haven't started season two. Okay. Well, season two, pretty great. Yeah? I mean, I won't give anything away. Sure. But, like, there's just... I mean, it just adds on to what season one was doing, and it's just... You know, kicks it up. The show is just a great show, and if you haven't seen season one, you should definitely go watch that. Sure, um, it's so it, it up to the last episode, you don't know really what's all going on. And then <laughs> they just hit, they hit you, and you're like, whoa, okay, I did not expect that. There's so many plot twists, and mm, sure, great show. Sure. So if you haven't watched Westworld, watch Westworld. Awesome. Well, I've been rewatching. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Wow. Mm. What a cut, man. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so I power watched DS9. Okay. Uh, and it's because the nerdiest guy I've ever met in my life in a bar told me <laughs> that J.J. Abrams was a huge fan of DS9. And it was right before Star Trek Into Darkness came out. Okay. I'm nerding out hard, guys. So no, if it's I lose okay. you, no, I, I can no, bring yeah, you back. No, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so I, I like power watched it. So I've been rewatching it episode by episode over like the last two months. And it is, it's really great. So have you found pretty staunch similarities between DS9 and Into Darkness or? None. Okay. (laughs) None. I have no idea what that guy was talking about at all. And maybe like shout out I, to that guy for yeah, throwing yeah. you for a loop. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but rewatching it, it's almost kind of like watching a whole new, like brand new Star Trek because mm-hmm. it's been years and okay. I've forgotten everything. So fair enough. Maybe you have too. Yeah. You can go back to. <laughs> you, you all it's can so go good. back. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Um, it's like I hate this commercial, but I think. It, <laughs> The Dr. Pe- Dr. Pepper oh, commercial. Oh, Yeah, I oh, hate I those. Oh, I love Sweet. Oh, they annoy me. You know who that but is? That's how it... You remember Justin from uh, American Idol season from one? From High Suburban? Yeah. No, no. Oh, <laughs> sorry. You know from uh, American Idol season one? Yes. Justin McKelly? Justin? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Huh. Yeah, he does a little sweet. Wow. Yeah. Knowledge bomb. Okay. You're welcome. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like the commercial, but okay. No, I think the commercial's hilarious. It's all right. I love when he's diving into the pillows. <laughs> diving into the pillow. Guys. Sweet diving into the pillows. Escape. <laughs> Is it escape? Yeah, I think oh, it's all right. Whatever. Uh, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so as, as we're recording this, we're actually recording this a week before it comes out. Um, yesterday, a new season of Arrested Development came out um, mm. on, on Netflix. Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. New season's great. They only dropped uh, half of the episodes for this season, but so freaking funny. So good. Um, everything's on Netflix. Um, I think everything but season four is on Hulu. So go and get caught up on that. Um, and then one of my favorite movies of all time is Raising Arizona. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Okay. Mm. It's, a, it's a Nicolas Cage movie from oh. the early mm. 90s. Huh. It's a comedy. Okay. It's really, really good. I mean, I, I just cry laughing every time I see it. Um, it's a Coen Brothers movie. The same guys who did um, "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou" and okay. um, "Inside Lewin Davis," and um, I think they did uh, "Hail Caesar" as well. I can't. I can't remember for sure. Which um, did you like? 
Little I, Caesar. I, um, I didn't like that movie necessarily, but okay. I did like Alden Ehrenreich, who is the new Han Solo in um, Star Wars. Speaking of which, I went and saw Solo last okay, night. Okay, okay, let's talk a little bit about Solo for a second. Okay. Um, Have you seen Solo? I mean, I was the one bringing up Star Trek. Okay, fair enough. So, yes, so you have seen, seen it. I have not seen it, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 okay, oh, okay. Geez, okay. Do you care at all? No, you guys... You, <laughs> okay, so sidebar. I, I hit him with the, with the Spock. With, yeah, it was yeah. Spock there. What'd you think about it? It was good. Did you like it better than you thought you would? Uh, no, I expected it to be, like, pretty good anyway. Okay. Um, but I will say... The lead actor did not like him. Oh no, I don't. Was, I don't like him either. It was sort of painful to watch a little bit. I agree. I thought he was like, really, really. He flat. just wasn't. He was really flat, really bland. Like didn't come out as like all the dry humor that that Han Solo has and like Harrison Ford played yeah, him as for sure. Didn't work. No, I don't. Just I don't think work. so either. They, it fell flat. But I thought that um, Donald Glover as Lando. I killed it. Don't we've I mean I'm not how many times it. can we talk about Donald Glover yeah. or, or um Childish Gambino oh, on this podcast? Yeah. But I mean like I, I feel d- bad for everyone listening because like <laughs> Donald Glover was great. No, I thought, and, he, I uh, thought he was unbelievable. And on that we'll leave it that yeah. I, I really I mean um, we talk about him so if much. you like Star Wars, um go and see it. We're actually gonna I think we're gonna be doing another Star Wars episode of this podcast. Um, which I've, I've done before. I did it for Last Jedi. Um, I don't know where he's going. What? I don't know where he's going. With <laughs> no, this. it's okay. We're gonna we're we're probably gonna do another uh, Star Wars episode in the future where we talk about um, Solo, but it doesn't matter. We're gonna move on from here. Um, Matt, I want to say thank you so much for for being yes. on the Man, show. Man, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I, like, for this sure. Was so much fun. It, it's we just hang out and we have a good time. Yeah, I mean that's I that's all this is. Um, if people want to follow up with you on social media, where can they do that? So, um, mleonard31, uh, Instagram. Okay. My Twitter, I never use. <laughs> I, like, I, I hate to say it, but, like, I don't. I think it's yeah. Matt D. Leonard 31 uh, I don't know why they're Maybe. different. Um, <laughs> the last podcast that I was on, I tried to give out my Twitter name, and it was wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "I don't know." Can't what. find this guy. <laughs> and then, like him. three podcast episodes later, they said on their podcast, they're like, "Yeah, if you ever try and look up Matt Littered, he's like impossible to find." <laughs> but since then, like you know, I- I've created an Instagram. It's up there. You can see my drinks. You can. DM me, wave at me, or whatever you yeah. do on Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, or come see me at Peter Kern Library for, for sure. Like yeah. you know, in for the, another month, in the m- month of June. Yeah, yeah. you want to do a, a little road trip in a I couple weeks? We I think we should too. Yeah, I mean, he made the trip. We should. Yeah, I think we. I we think we need to as well. Hey, guys, please yeah. come down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, for sure. I will take the night off and absolutely. Like, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. We'll sure. hang out. All right, Kurt, what about you, buddy? Uh, Instagram, KurtCon. Twitter, Kurt underscore Con 15. Okay. <laughs> Yours is different, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Know. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it got that. Well, I, I streamlined all of mine. Um, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media platforms. But if you want to follow the show, you can head to at MyBourbonPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, to check out all of our social media stuff. Um, you can also follow us on Threadless or check out our uh, apparel on Threadless, rather, 
um, at bourbonshop.threadless.com where we have shirts and water bottles and sweatshirts and I mean all sorts of stuff um, but it helps us uh, keep going with the show and speaking of keeping going with the show um, if you want to become a patron of the show you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast uh, and as for as little as a dollar a month I definitely butcher that sentence but um, you can uh, keep the lights on in Curtis's semi-living room <laughs> yeah, yeah. where we're recording this episode from um, but also but to leave a five-star rating. a five-star rating review yeah, that was my Apple. that was my That's next thing. thing yeah yeah because yeah, we've had some really crap reviews um, and and ratings for no reason um, on iTunes too we had somebody give us a one star and then a two star review really yeah then for left, no like, reason no really for no reason yeah. can you email iTunes. them and be like why did you do this <laughs> no because we don't know who they are yeah. oh man yeah exactly that's the worst exactly. part of the internet yeah it's yeah like, absolutely right. yeah so leave us a five star rate and review on iTunes or wherever you you listen to us um, thank you all so much for hanging with us this episode we will see you next week um, I've got a uh, I'm, I'm planning on doing a special episode um, with some guys from the Carolina Whiskey Society from North Carolina. Okay. Um, the plan is to uh, blind each other with uh, certain bottles. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. It's going to be interesting, but huh. um, we're going to have some fun with it. But anyway, I, I appreciate you all being here. We will see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Curtis. And this is my bourbon podcast. Wow.